I know you are all miserable. These last months, dealing with these plagues sent by the God of Moses and Aaron. But I am your Pharaoh. You have to trust me to supply for your needs. I know many of you, many of you, my trusted officials who have gathered here today, you've come to me privately. You've come to me in groups and begged me to capitulate to these Hebrews and to allow them to go into the wilderness and worship their God. This is why I am Pharaoh and you are not. I suffer to make these hard decisions so that you don't have to. You all want to live comfortable lives, right? You want to have jobs that you enjoy. You want to allow your children to have opportunities for education, do you not? You want to have time for leisure and relaxation and rest. And that is why we need to keep these Hebrews here in Egypt. They do the jobs that no one else wants to. Do you want to go and work in the brickyards? Do you want to send your children into the brickyards? No. That's why we tolerate these Hebrews, these, these immigrants, these foreigners. Even though they smell. Even though they're covered with copious amounts of body hair. Even though they don't follow our practices or religion. We need them here. Several months ago, this Moses and Aaron came into my throne room and they demanded that we release them. That they might go for three days into the wilderness and worship this God, Yahweh. And of course, I refused. But I not only refused, I made their jobs harder in the brickyards because I had to show them who had the power, who had the will, whose heart was hard, whose will could not be shaken. It was me. When they came, you could tell Moses was the one in charge, but Aaron was the one who spoke. At first, I thought that Moses could not speak our language because he would whisper something and I couldn't understand it to Aaron and then Aaron would proclaim it. But as this went on, <laughs> I realized Moses was speaking our language. <laughs> he would stutter to Aaron. To, 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 to tell Pharaoh that he has to let our people go worship in the wilderness. <laughs> and then Aaron would proclaim it to me in perfect Egyptian. Who, what kind of God would choose people like this to represent him? A stutterer? Sheep herders? Smelly sheep herders? I kicked them out. I didn't know this Yahweh, and I wasn't impressed with his representatives. 
Then later, they came back. They came back into my throne room. Moses stuttered to Aaron. And then Aaron said, Yahweh, the God of the people, you call the Hebrews, has said you must release them and worship in the wilderness. And I said to him, in Egypt, we have 1,500 gods. And we worship them all in kind. We worship them because of the mighty acts and deeds and miracles and signs that they do for us. Ra gives us the power and beauty and warmth of the sun. Isis guides us wherever we go. And the very river Nile is the blood of our god Osiris come to sustain us. Show me a sign. Show me a miracle. Show me the power of this God. And Moses whispered something to Aaron. And then Moses took his staff in his hand and handed it to Aaron. <laughs> these sheep herders, these, these, these immigrants, they, they only had one staff between the two of them. <laughs> And Aaron stood, he took the staff in his hand, and he threw it on the ground. And the instant it hit the ground, it became a venomous serpent. And I know, I know, oh, amazing, fantastic, incredible. But I called my conjurers, Janus and Jambres. They brought their staves, threw them on the ground, and they turned into serpents as well. The snakes played on the ground for a few minutes. <laughs> Moses' snake eventually ate ours. But who cares? It doesn't matter. I threw them out again. I threw them out again. What happens when you fight against a god you want nothing to do with? When you fight against a God you want nothing to do with, you build a better tomorrow. You don't want to follow His edicts. You don't want to follow His rules. You're in charge. When you fight against a God you want nothing to do with, you build a better tomorrow. I wasn't interested in some parlor tricks. Our gods were strong and mighty. I wasn't about to get rid of our entire workforce because of some little trinket that I saw. The next morning I was heading down to the banks of the River Nile. I went there every morning to refresh myself, to bathe, to pray, to worship, and to prepare myself for the day. With my guards accompanying me, as we approached the shore, there before me stood Moses and Aaron. I don't know how they got onto the grounds past the palace guards. But Aaron stood and he said, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has commanded you to let his people go. But because you will not listen, therefore he has instructed me to take this staff and in his name I will place it into the river Nile and the river shall turn into blood. It will stink. The fish will die and none of the Egyptians will be able to drink from it. 
And Aaron came and he took the staff and he put it in the water and the instant it went in, it turned to blood faster than lightning. For seven days we could not came. They had vessels of water untouched by this plague. In the name of Amun, they were able to transform it into blood. God, you want nothing to do with you. Build a better tomorrow. You live the life you want to live, not the life they're trying to make you. Build a better tomorrow. After the Nile returned, some days later, Moses and Aaron appeared again. Moses whispered something to Aaron. And Aaron said, Yahweh has proclaimed, let my people go. And yet up until now, you have not done so. Therefore, unless you let them go, frogs will come up from the Nile. They shall enter into your house. They shall enter into your beds. They shall enter into your ovens. They shall fill your mixing bowls. And my heart is strong. My will cannot be bent by a bunch of sheep herders, by foreigners, by, by immigrants, by peasants. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know when the frogs came. It was horrible. It was disgusting. They entered into my bedchambers as well. They, they entered on, into my food. We couldn't eat anything. I know, it was horrible. I thought for a moment to let them go, to give in. But you know if we let them go, they wouldn't come back. So as my will wavered, I prayed to Horus and Set and Ra and Anubis and they strengthened my heart. I called our conjurers, and Jonas and Jambre, in the name of Aket, were able to also draw more frogs out from the Nile. <laughs> but they couldn't, they couldn't make them go away. So I called Moses and Aaron and I told them I would let their people go. Do you know what a good night's rest does for a person though? <laughs> the next morning I woke up, the frogs were dead. The Egyptians were piling the frogs all throughout the city and as I saw those fetid, stinking, contaminated bodies in piles, my heart grew stronger and I told them they could not go. Then came the plagues of gnats and flies. And all of our livestock died. But it only affected us Egyptians. Over in the land of Goshen, it didn't affect the Hebrews or their animals. Jambres said to me, this, 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 is, this is the finger of God. No. No. 
No, I am the Lord of Egypt. I am the Lord of this land. Me! Not this, not this Yahweh. What happens when you fight against a God? We are building a better tomorrow. And then Moses came in and in his hand he held soot. Soot from the brick-making factories his people worked. And without a word, he threw it up into the air. But instead of falling down to the ground, it rose, it grew. And as the soot and ash landed on us, boils broke out. They, they burned, they itched, they oozed, they were excruciating. It, it was painful to stand. It was horrifying to lay down. You couldn't even sit. Jonathan Jombre couldn't even move. He couldn't replicate any more of the plagues. And I know my own children suffered just as yours did. This was enough. It was enough. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it anymore. I was about to give in, but I begged Osiris and Horus and Janus and Hetet and Ra, any God that would listen to me, strengthen my resolve, strengthen my will. And they did. And they did. Some God listened to me and strengthened my heart. We would not follow a God we did not know. We were building a better tomorrow. When Moses and Aaron appeared to me before me again, Moses spoke to Aaron and then Aaron said, this is what Yahweh, the God of all the earth says. Up until now, you have not listened to me. By now, I could have obliterated the Egyptians off the face of the earth, but I have not, so that you might know my power, and so that the whole earth may know my name. So now they were trying to convert me? I should follow your one God instead of our 1,500? <laughs> no. They warned of a hailstorm. But I refused to let them go. When the hail came, it destroyed everything. And I... I repented to them. I told them that I had sinned against, against God and against them. 
Moses himself did not speak to Aaron. He pointed at me directly, and he said to me, You do not fear Yahweh. You just want the consequences to stop. He warned me if we changed our minds, if we didn't change our minds, that, that locusts would come. And, and, and I was ready. I was ready. I was ready to give in. And yet, I called a moment of prayer. Many of you were there. We begged on all the gods, any god who would hear us. And one god listened. I don't know the name. When the locust left, I looked out over Egypt and I saw we were totally decimated. There was no food for me, no food for you, no food for our children. I had decided I would let him go. I would let them go. But as Moses stood before me, and as I was about to speak the words, suddenly I felt my heart harden, my will resolved. The gods must have been strengthening me in my exhaustion and in my moment of weakness for you. And I told him I would not release his people. And then the darkness came. The darkness that could be felt. The darkness where I could not see my own hands in front of my face. For three days, everything was total darkness. When the darkness finally abated, I, I sent guards to find Moses and Aaron and they came into my throne room. And I told them, you may go. You can go into the wilderness and worship your God. You can take your families as well. Only leave your animals and livestock. We had to have them back. And Moses himself said to me, we, 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 we have to take the livestock too because we won't know what Yahweh wants us to worship with until we get there. This was it. I was at an end. I had nothing left within me. No more strength, no more resolve. I was at an end. 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 I, 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 I was at an end. I, 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 I am the Alpha and the Omega. 
I am the beginning and the end. I have the strength of a thousand. I am the God of this land. No one will tell me what to do. I turned to Moses and I said, leave from this place. If I ever see your face again on that day, you will die. What happens when you fight against a God you want nothing to do with? When you fight against a God you want nothing to do with, you build a better tomorrow. When you fight against God, everything in your life is ruined. Everything in your life is ruined. Everything in your life is ruined. No. No, when you fight against God, you build a better tomorrow. I am the God's gift to this world. Don't ruin your lives by worshiping the wrong God.
just watched a man's descent into hell is what we saw we um, we live in a world where we we feel like we can reject God I don't want to serve a God like that I don't want to worship a God like that I don't want to the reality is he's God we don't get to pick and choose who he is he is God his ways are right mine are not and so we follow after him Uh, if you read the text later this week you see there are moments where It says that Pharaoh hardened his heart, and there's other moments where it says that the Lord hardened his heart. I think God was giving him what he ultimately desired. Um, We need to go a different way. But there was one thing throughout the whole message, sermon, (laughs) that uh, Pharaoh said that was right. Don't ruin your life by worshiping the wrong God. Don't choose to make some human leader. Don't choose to make some uh, search after idolatrous comfort. Don't choose to, to walk away from God and think that there's no consequences. Don't ruin your life by worshiping the wrong God. We worship the Father, we worship the Son, we worship the Holy Spirit. We worship the Lord Jesus Christ who was and is and is coming again. Make sure you belong to him. Renew your vows to him. Renew your dedication to follow after him. Look at a person like Pharaoh and see what fighting God ultimately does to you and the people around you. This is what it says in Revelation chapter 21. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, God's dwelling is with humanity and he will live with them. They will be his peoples and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe every tear away from their eyes 
death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. He also said, Write, because these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will freely give to the thirsty from the spring of water of life. The one who conquers will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. The Lord Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who was and is and is coming again, calls to us. Make sure you're following him. He loves you. He cares for you. There's a good future for those who are in Christ Jesus. Let me bless you as we go. Father, I pray for this congregation. May they drink deeply from the rivers of living water. May they taste and see that the Lord is good. May they throw their whole hearts into knowing you and following you and serving the people you've called them to serve. And may they see you and hope for you and hope for that glorious second coming when King Jesus comes and makes all things right in the new heaven and new earth. All glory and praise belong to you, our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You are sent.